Coming up on the Week 5 pregame show, we run down all the happenings in the KCI and the GRC, plus how local teams fared in the Missouri football state rankings. And we hear from KKWK Sports Director Chris Ward and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 5 pregame show. Welcome, everybody, to segment two of the Week 5 pregame show here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. Let's run down the Week 4 scores from the KCI and the GRC. And the KCI, Mid Buchanan, was able to break a losing streak dating back to 2010 to the Lathrop Mules by defeating them 42-6. East Buck defeats Hamilton in a thriller 60-36. You may not think of the score as it being a thriller, but East Buck did not pull away from this game until the final eight minutes of that football game. Lawson was able to hang on for a 10-6 victory over West Platte, and Plattsburgh shut out North Platte 29-0. And the GRC Gallatin over Polo 48-27, South Harrison blanks Maysville 36-0, Milan all over Princeton 39-6, and Hallsville over Putnam County in a non-conference late edition 46-0. Now let's talk about the first Missouri State rankings that came out on Wednesday in Class 5 in the debut rankings. Platte County debuted at number 7. They were the only local team in Class 5 that was ranked. In Class 4, Smithville was number 5, while Savannah was receiving votes. In Class 3, Maryville was receiving votes. Class 2, and the number 5 spot is St. Pius. And in Class 1, this is where we have the most local representation Mid-Buchanan, the number one ranked team in Class 1, they're at the top spot. Milan is at number 4. East Buchanan is at number 7. And receiving votes is South Harrison. Now let's take a look at some standings in the KCI Conference. We got Mid-Buchanan 2-0 in the Conference, 4-0 overall. East Buchanan is 1-0 in the Conference, 3-0. Plattsburgh, Hamilton, Lawson, and West Platte are all 1-1 in the Conference. Plattsburgh is 3-1, the Hornets are 2-2, Lawson's 1-2, and and West Platte is 2-2. Lawson, I bumped above West Platte because of their victory on Friday night. Lathrop is 0-1, and rounding out the conference standings is North Platte, who is 0-2 in the conference, 0-4 overall. Now let's take a look at the Week 5 schedule. Mid-Buchanan, the top-ranked team in the conference and in the class, is taking on North Platte this week. Dragons 4-0. Panthers 0-4. It's always a rivalry. Separated by about 10 miles. We had an opportunity to catch up with Mibby Cannon head coach Aaron Fritz. We recapped the Lathrop game. His team's performance through the first four games. And we preview this game against North Platte. Here's our interview with Coach Fritz here in 30 seconds. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. Week 5 pregame show. We got our good friend Mibby Cannon head coach Aaron Fritz back with us. How you doing, Coach? Doing all right, buddy. How you been? I've uh, been good, man. Another week of football. That's the best thing out there right now. Coach, let's talk about your uh, game last week. 42 to 42 to 6 over Lathrop. Um, it seemed like really in the first quarter it was a lot of TJ Runyon, and then a lot in the second quarter it was Javen Noise. Talk about that football game overall. Well, I mean, we wanted to come out and see if we could run the ball and um I mean, Coach, Coach Thompson and Coach Buman begged me to throw it a little bit more than we probably do, and I got to do a better job at that. But I wanted to try to come out and establish the run game, and we wanted to do it with uh, TJ and some of our read run game. And Javen was uh, making the read to give it to him, and TJ ran his butt off and just ran extremely hard. And then 
Um, we were able to get up a couple touchdowns early in that second quarter. We kind of exploded and caused some turnovers and got the ball in good position and, and really scored some touchdowns there. And um, Yeah, we, we ran Javen a lot more in the second quarter, but he, uh, he only got four carries in the losing game, so we wanted to give him some more touches this week because we knew he was fresh, and um, we thought we could create some mismatch opportunities with the way we line up, maybe against their fronts if we, if we ran him more. So uh, we chose to do that, and it really worked out for us. And in the second half, we were fortunate enough to get a lot of the young kids in and, and get them some experience. So it was a really good night for us. Um, Coach, um, let's talk about the um, four games as a whole. You guys are off to a really, really, really good start. Um, take, take an analysis of your team's overall performance through the first four games, almost halfway through the season. Um, I mean, I, one of the things I'm probably most proud of is how much better we've gotten from week one. Um, our efforts where it needs to be, it, it better be like that. That's a non-negotiable for, for me and, and our staff. We, we expect those kids to play hard, but just the improvement of maybe us up front. Offensive line-wise, we've really improved from week one. Um, I think defensively, we're continuing to get better. We're able to run some different fronts compared to what we used to do. And um, we don't have to blitz all the time to make some big plays. Our guys up front and linebackers are doing a nice job. So little things like that that you probably don't see when you watch us play, I feel like we've really improved on. So, I mean, the football season's a climb, man. It's a grind. You got to climb that mountain. You got to get better each day. And, and I truly believe we're doing that right now. So hopefully we can continue that. But I, I feel like through these first four games, you, you've been able to see improvement through us each game and, and finding little things we're getting better at. Well, Coach, this week on the schedule, uh, this week is at North Platte. Talk about that football game and what can we expect? Well, I mean – they're, they're on some hard times right now. They're, they're probably not playing as good as they want to or had the start they wanted to. But um, after being shut out their first two weeks, you know, they, they put up a couple touchdowns on Hamilton, and that's a good football team they scored on. So they're, uh, they're getting better. They're, they're moving the ball a little bit more. They're getting more comfortable with the single wing they run. And the, the negative about defending stuff like that for us is if, if they get to hang on to the ball for a long time and do things, they, they can eat the clock up and, and make it tough on us to uh, do some things we want to do because we want to play fast. So. We, we've, we've got our challenges in front of us. They're a lot bigger than us, and that that's kind of can be said each week when we go out there against opposing lines. But um, we, we just got to play our style of football. And whether the record is 0-4 or not, we know they're going to come out and play us hard because they're a rival and they're nine miles down the road. And uh, we just got to come out and play fast, play physical, and, and go out and try to compete. And if we do those things, um, and we're going to have some success, I think. But if we come out and, don't, and we play flat and don't do a good job, they're going to be able to do some things against us. So – we got to go out and play our game, our style, and, and do it at our intensity. And, uh, and, and hopefully we can do some good things when we do that. Uh, definitely a reminder for those uh, Mid Buchanan uh, football fans out there, you can check out Mid Buchanan every single week on the Mid Buchanan Athletic uh, YouTube page. Uh, Gabe Rigger and Nick McCutcheon on the call. Every single week, Mid Buck Football on YouTube. You can check them out there. Um, Coach Fritz, um, thank you so much for coming on the show again. Always a pleasure to have you guys on, and uh, good luck to you and the kids this Friday night. Hey, Cliff, we appreciate it, buddy. We appreciate everything you're doing for high school football, and, and hopefully we get to talk to you again soon, buddy. Thank you so much to head coach Aaron Fritz. Always a great opportunity to have him on the show. Other games in the KCI include West Platte at East Buck, Blue Jays 2-2, two two, Bulldogs 3-0. We also had an opportunity to catch up with East Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter. We talked about their thriller of a game on Friday against Hamilton, and we look ahead to this week's game against West Platte. Here's our interview with East Buchanan Bulldog head coach Dan Ritter right now.
And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, Week 5 pregame show. We're back with East Buchanan football coach Dan Ritter. How you doing, coach? Very good, sir. Coach, um, thrilling win last week against Hamilton. Um, it was really, really close. Um, I got the fourth quarter score here. Um, it was 38-36, to 36, you guys, with 7.57 left in the fourth quarter. Then the game just took, like, a drastic turn after that. Talk about that and the whole football game in general. Well, yeah, they started gashing us there in the third and fourth quarter where we got tired and we weren't tackling very well. And uh, the game got really close there for a second. We gave up a safety and, and a whole bunch of stuff. But, uh, but then we had some guys really step up in the clutch and some young guys as well. Trevor Klein, a freshman, ended up having 182 yards rushing on the night and just broke out some big time runs uh, after our starting running back crew Conaway went down and then our backup who's also a pretty good tailback honestly could be a starter Gavin Ray he got banged up a little bit uh, he came back in the game later but uh, we had nowhere else to turn to we had to turn to our freshman and man he really he really showed up well, uh, when did, what, what really helped that run? Was it turnovers? Was it uh, the running game like you were talking about? Was it an offensive explosion? What really made that run towards the end of the game? Oh, sure. Yeah, we uh, – they definitely had some good linemen, but I think their best lineman was out, and they were starting to get gassed late. And, and uh, their secondary – I just couldn't keep up with with our receivers. We have some some pretty talented receivers, and and we bumped Trevor Klein out. He actually caught another pass as well. Luke Webb had a really big night, and uh, he actually had a pick for us there at the end as well. That kind of sealed the deal for us with about four or five minutes left in the game. So, well, Coach, uh, what does it mean really to get a big win like this against a Hamilton team that's been traditionally very very good this decade? Yeah, Hamilton has, in the past 10, 11 years, they've had four state championships. So we know the kind of opponent they were. And they we knew they had an, an all-state running back and a stud quarterback and, and some big-time linemen. So we didn't take them lightly. We came out with a great game plan offensively and defensively. And we didn't really execute the offensive plan early, but we did execute the defensive plan. We kind of shifted roles there in the second half. But uh, yeah, what Hamilton's a good team. And uh, when we got our district's seedings and we saw that they were in a different district, that was, that was kind of nice to see. But uh, we have a tough district ourselves, so. Well, Coach, let's talk about this week's game. Um, you guys are at home this week against uh, West Platte. West Platte is 2-2 uh, two two on the season. Played Lawson really close last week. Talk about what you've seen from the Blue Jays and uh, – what can we expect on this football game on Friday night? Sure. Any team that can hold Lawson to 10 points, I don't care how good Lawson is. They, they're a big-time program coached by a great coach or coaches and uh, with some big-time players. And anytime they're held to 10 points, you gotta, you got it raises some eyebrows. Wow. They can really move around on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, so we are definitely not taking West Pat, Platt lightly. We know they have some really good – offensive players as well and some big time linemen so we we got to come to play if we want to compete and take home homecoming this is our uh, homecoming this week so 
Well, Coach, um, good luck to you and your kids this week. Uh, another big win on the board last week. Um, Coach, thank you so much for joining the show again. Very, very much appreciated of your time. And um, once again, good luck to you and your kids on Friday. Thank you very much, sir. We appreciate your time. A huge thank you to East Buck head coach Dan Ritter for joining us. Rounding out the KCI schedule is Plattsburgh at Lawson. That game will be on KKWK 100.1. My man Chris Ward will have the call on that. We will hear from Chris here in just a few minutes on the show. Tigers are 3-1 and one in the year. The Cardinals are 1-2 and two on the season. And Lathrop is at Hamilton. Mules are 0-2. Hornets are 2-2. Two and two. In the Grand River Conference 11-man division, here are the standings heading into Week 5. Milan is heading Milan and South Harrison are tied at 2-0 in the conference. Milan does have a little bit of an edge over South Harrison. They have an undefeated record at 4-0, while the Bulldogs of South Harrison are 3-1 on the year. Gallatin and Polo are both 1-1 in the conference. Bulldogs 2-2, Polo 1-3. Gallatin defeated Polo last Friday night. Trenton has not played a conference game yet, but they are 0-2 on the year. Princeton 0-1 in the conference, 1-2 on the season. Putnam County 0-1, 1-3 on the season. And in Maysville, 0-2 in the conference, 1-3 overall. Week 5 schedule as far as the GRC is Polo at South Harrison, Maysville at Gallatin, Milan at Trenton, and Putnam County at Princeton. Now, I told you we were going to hear from Chris Ward here in just a few minutes. Here's that interview right now. We caught up with Chris. We recapped week four. We previewed his game that he's got coming up, Plattsburgh and Lawson. And we go through the MEC, the GRC, and the KCI. Overall, conference updates there. So here's our interview with Chris right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 5 pregame show. we got a good friend, uh, Regional Radio KKWK Sports Director Chris Ward back with us. How you doing, Chris? Hey, I'm good, buddy. Thanks for having me on again. Always a pleasure to have you on. You're one of the best of. You're one of the best play-by-play, play-by-play man in Northwest Missouri. So, always love to have I'm you on, Chris. <laughs> Appreciate it. Speaking of play-by-play, you had a really exciting game last week of East Buck and Hamilton. That was just part of the Week Four slate. Talk about your highlights as far as Week Four with your game and overall. Uh, my game first, I, I thought that was one of the more exciting games we've had in quite a while. Um, back and forth, it was just big play. I don't have my stat sheet in front of me, uh, but I mean, I think it was something like six plays of 30 yards or more, uh, scoring plays of 30 yards or more. I mean, when you started off uh, after a three and out, you get a punt return for a touchdown. You answer that with a kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, there was passing plays that were for 60, 70 yards. Uh, Sawyer Morrow ripped off a couple big long runs for touchdowns. Uh, this Klein kid from East Buchanan, this freshman, kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, this this kid's the real deal. He's going to be something to watch for the next four years. He's just a freshman that uh, had been injured in the offseason. He came in and had a big touchdown catch. He also broke off a big run late. Uh, this was just a game of big play after big play after big play. Um, East Buck, obviously, uh, very good. That's why they're in the top ten in the initial rankings this week. Um, I think it might have been a little different if Hamilton was fully loaded. They've run into the COVID bug a little bit, some injuries. Uh, the Trosper kids got a collarbone injury. Uh, they got some uh, other kids out, uh, Nixdorf and uh, Wyckoff, et cetera. Those guys are out with some COVID issues. Um, quarantine, I don't know if they were positive or they were exposed or whatever the case may be. They're still off the team for right now to, for safety's sake. So I think that game may have been a little different. Maybe it played out just a little bit different. Maybe not as high scoring had those kids been there. But man, that thing was a track meet. It was a, a whole lot of fun to watch. Um, as far as that game goes, uh, some of the other games I thought were big. Uh, I thought Cameron's win at Chillicothe. We talked about that one 
that that was a big game for both teams. And Cameron, I thought, was very impressive in their victory uh, in that one. And how about St. Pius? I mean, sticking with the NEC, good night. Those guys, uh, we'll talk about them, I think, a little bit later when we talk about the conferences. But, man, uh, that is a very, very impressive victory for those guys uh, to, to knock off Maryville and kind of say, hey, uh, maybe there's a new top dog in the conference, whoever that may work out to be. There's still a lot of football to play, obviously. Uh, but that was, uh, to me, a very, very impressive victory. And I know Lathrop's down a little bit, but for Midbuck go down there and beat them the way they did 42 to six. And really it wasn't much of a contest. I mean, coach Holt will tell you that right up uh, that uh, they got their butts kicked a uh, straight. That's, you know, there's no other ifs, ands, or buts about it. They got, got a hand into them. Uh, that to me was very, very impressive. And uh, while I'm talking about mid buck, congrats to coach Fritz and his kids, uh, number one in the state in the, in the initial rankings. That's pretty cool stuff. I mean, it obviously doesn't matter. It's a, it's a talking point. It's fun. And I know he's probably trying to tell his kids it doesn't matter and really isn't that big of a deal, but that's a pretty big deal for a basketball school, quote unquote, to get the number one ranking in the state. And uh, rightfully so, they deserve it. Uh, they're definitely playing very well right now. Definitely Midbuck does deserve that ranking. They are playing extremely mm -hmm. well right now. Let's talk about the uh, week five slate. Um, we got a uh, week five. It's your game um, on the radio 100.1 for those who want to listen or on NorthwestMoInfo.com. It is Plattsburgh and Lawson. Rivalry game, um, KCI conference game. Big game for both teams, I really feel like. Can you break down this game? Yeah, certainly. Uh, it is a big game for both teams. Obviously, like you mentioned, a rivalry game that dates way, way back. Plattsburgh and Lawson have been going at it for a long, long time. Um, it's an interesting matchup because both teams have, uh, even at this venture, you know, week, week five, we're halfway through the season after this week. Uh, there's still a lot of question marks for both these teams. Uh, let's start with Lawson. Obviously, they had some COVID stuff there in week one. They're still not 100% back. Uh, they've still had some kids in and out and uh, quarantines here and there. So they haven't really had their entire team, especially the guys up front, haven't all been together from one week to the next as of yet. I thought last week was a big stepping stone for them. They knock off West Platte 10-6, to six, but they didn't score an offensive point um, outside of the field goal, obviously. Uh, but it was a, a kick return for a touchdown, got them, and then they got a 42-yard field goal, which is unheard of for a Class two school to have a kicker that makes 42-yard kicks in pressure situations, but they did. Uh, it's an old kicker. Good job, Mr. Maple. That's awesome. Uh, this is a team that's still kind of fighting their way. Uh, they're a smaller athletic offensive line um, that's still trying to gel. And uh, they've played some big teams. I mean, again, they're one and two, but you got to take that with a grain of salt. When you're talking about the, the class two, number two ranked Higginsville, uh, their other loss uh, – was to Bibby Cannon, obviously, uh, that, you know, that's the class one, number one ranked team and would give a lot of class two teams a, a run for their money for sure. Uh, I mean, those two losses, you got to take those with a grain of salt. Uh, West Platte, I thought, was a good contest for them. That's a much more even keel type of matchup. I thought that told us a little bit more. But in talking to Coach Dunn today, uh, on Wednesday, as we're taping this, uh, he said, hey, we got a lot of work to do. we got to really worry about Lawson and getting better at what they do uh, before they can worry about any of their opponents. So that, that's really what they're focusing on. Uh, they're not necessarily happy with their toughness, et cetera, uh, of, of, of those little things that make Lawson Lawson. They're still working on those. Uh, on the flip side of this, Plattsburgh, well, they've only got, what, 16 kids left right now. Uh, they've cleaned house a little bit. They're down to just like three seniors on this team. They are a very freshman and sophomore-centric group. They just lost another running back. Uh, this week, their second of the season, the ranking kids, uh, the seniors no longer on the team. And uh, honestly, I think that's a addition by subtraction. 
Um, sometimes kids just aren't a good fit for your team attitude-wise, uh, buying into the, the program, doing the things, the little stuff behind the scenes, weight room classes, et cetera. Uh, he just wasn't pulling his weight, so they cut him loose. Say, hey, sorry, man, you're not part of this team. They inserted a freshman kid who is, uh, is or a sophomore kid, rather, that's going to be really, really good as he goes forward, a kid that kind of came back to the team this year. Unfortunately, he got hurt last week, physically injured. Uh, so he's probably out for the season, probably going to come back and make some noise on the basketball floor is what Coach Rosenbaum's saying. But uh, uh, they're kind of in a, in a situation where they're, uh, they're, they're playing up, so to speak. A bunch of sophomores out there. Again, there's only 16, 17 kids uh, actively on the team right now. Uh, so they're, they're really leaning on their quarterback, who has really kind of answered the bell. He threw for right about 200 yards last week, uh, rushed for about 100 as they got a 29 nothing win over North Platte. And I know North Platte's down, but anytime you hang a goose egg on one of your conference rivals, you're doing something right. And then remember, that's a team that runs that single-wing offense. It's really hard to contain. It's really confusing in the backfield. Uh, it really requires a very disciplined defense. And when you're talking a bunch of freshmen and sophomores able to put a goose egg up there we're able to play that style of defense and keep North Platte out of the end zone keep them from scoring that says a lot to me that, that team's really coming along coach is very very happy with the buy-in he's getting from his kids and the uh, the want to I call it that that uh, that hunger uh they're very happy he said hey I'll go to war with these kids uh, these are the guys we want on this team there's no uh, bad apples anymore they've kind of taken care of that side of things I think the future is very bright for Plattsburgh this is just a very big learning experience for them. I think we learned a ton about Plattsburgh this week. Uh, Lawson, I think we're kind of learning as they've gone. They kind of are what they are, but I think they're a little better than that one and two record just because of who they played. But they've got a good taste of good football out there already. Uh, Plattsburgh's just getting to the good football. The schedule was kind of nice to them early. I think this is the first week where we really learned a lot about Plattsburgh. Well, let's, um, well, let's talk about the, uh, the conferences in general. We're almost halfway through the season. Uh, first of all, we're going to go to the uh, Midland Empire Conference, and you talked about it a little bit earlier. St. Pius knocking off Maryville last week. Really maybe thinking that maybe this conference might be a little bit more wide open than it has been in past years because it's been a Maryville-dominated conference this decade. Talk about the conference, the Midland Empire Conference as a whole. I think it's definitely wide open. I, I think Maryville is still probably the team to beat. Um, just based, I mean, until they lose a couple, I'm going to still kind of put them in at number one. I think St. Pius announced themselves with that win. It's probably 1B. Um, uh, and they're just kind of waiting on somebody to, to, to make sure that Maryville stumbles again. I think uh, Cameron has put themselves into the upper echelon this year. Uh, now, whether that carries on next year or beyond, who knows. But for this year, Cameron with that group of seniors, that group of kids, they are they're the real deal. They lost a very hard-fought game to Pius a couple weeks ago. Uh, big, big win for them over Chillicothe. Uh, obviously, they got a huge date with Maryville coming up. That game's going to tell us a lot of what these three teams have. Uh, I think Lafayette's still got some questions. Uh, and again, then you start taking games off the table for those guys. Uh, uh, obviously, they were supposed to be at a conference with Central this week, so at least it was a non-con game. But you start taking kids off the team and start missing games, and then who knows what's going to happen. Things just don't have that timing for you. And uh, you know as well as I do, Lafayette's a very timing-based offense. Uh, that All those skill players going and doing all the funny stuff that they do, that takes a lot of practice, a lot of timing, being very gelled. If you take a week off, that, that starts to suffer. We'll see what that does to them. Uh, Benton's still up and coming. Chillicothe obviously is young and up and coming, uh, a young team that's kind of rebuilding there. So obviously those guys are probably the bottom couple teams 
champions of the conference. And, and then I think you just got a lot of really competitive. I didn't mention Savannah. Uh, that was a very impressive uh, performance for them last week, I thought, coming back after the COVID stuff and being hungry and ready to go. Uh, got themselves a big win. And I, I love Coach Kopecky and just uh, having chatted with that guy for, you know, a handful of times now since he arrived at Savannah. He's my kind of coach. He's, uh, he's an old school kind of guy. He's got the right attitude. Um, I think that Savannah's a football town. They were kind of hungry. And I think that uh, uh, the previous administration or regime uh, uh, there with uh, Coach Schneider and those guys, I think they really did a good job of turning that program around and getting pointed in the right direction. And I think Coach Kopecky is a perfect fit for keeping that thing going in the right direction and pointing up. I think probably uh, Savannah is up there. St. Pius is up there, Maryville and Cameron. Those are your top four to me. And obviously a lot of those teams still have to play each other here over the next two weeks that that picture will kind of clear out. I think probably Maryville still the favorite followed by Pius and then Savannah Cameron are probably uh, number three, four, whichever way you want to pick them. Cause I think they're about even. Let's talk about the KCI real quick. Obviously mid the number one team in class one, um, mm-hmm. East Bucks number seven in class one. Um, they're the top of the conference here, but overall, as far as like the middle of the conference, it's still wide open there. You, I mean, you got Plattsburgh, Hamilton, Walson, West Platte there in the middle of that conference. Talk about them as a whole. I say, I think you'd hit it right on the head. Midbuck is the class of the conference right now. Uh, East Buck is close, but uh, still some growing to do for those guys. First year regime under Coach Ritter, I think they've got that thing going in the right direction. Maybe a little bit surprising how quickly they've gotten that going. Um, at least to me anyway, just being a first year and given what they graduated, all that, uh, I think they picked it up and just kept running. And that uh, that's pretty cool to see. I think those two are clearly the top two teams in the conference. I think then really there's a second tier that's the Hamiltons and, and the West Platte of the world. Um, uh, I think maybe Lawson slides into that if they kind of keep going uh, better than they have been so far. I know they beat West Platte, uh, but that was a uh, you know tough. So I guess throw them in that tier. But I think that's the next tier. And then you got a lot of teams that are very similar. I think Lake, just because of their youth, is, is kind of down in that that third tier group. Uh, I think your Plattsburghs and your North North Platte. I think North Platte's probably the the, the number eight team in the conference. So uh, put them by themselves. But the the rest of those guys, uh, you know, the the, the West Platts and the or the uh, rather the North. Uh, Excuse me, the uh, the Plattsburghs and the uh, those guys. I think they're they're just young. Uh, they're learning. They're coming up. That's that third tier in, in the group. Uh, they're they're just youthful. Um, they're gonna be fun. They're gonna they're gonna learn and, and make mistakes and do those things. But they're just young teams that are still trying to find their way. KCI is a hard conference to do that in. That's quite possibly the best small school conference in the state of Missouri. And I, I mean, I'd put my money on it for a lot of the Midwest, even there's a lot of really good athletic programs in there. Uh, obviously you're going to kind of bang your head against the mid bucks and East bucks of the world, but the rest of that group, you're right, are very, very close in there. Um, except maybe North Platte, that's just because they're young and small numbers, et cetera, and are just kind of struggling right now. Uh, but, but yeah, you're right. That middle tier is very, very competitive. Uh, not a lot separates those guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's going to be a big football game. I think it's two weeks, I think, um, Mid-Buck and East-Buck and Gower. That's going to be a big football game. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Yeah, that, that's probably a conference championship game, barring some you know shenanigans elsewhere or, so, or somebody stubbing their toe somewhere that uh, we don't see happening. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously, Mid-Buck's gotten a, a couple of their big games out of the way already, uh, right out of the gates of the conference on the road. That helps immensely. Um, and obviously, East Buchanan still got mid-buck. That's obviously the big game, but uh, they've still got a couple big games on the slate, so we'll see. Uh, but again, I think, yeah, week seven seems like uh, if everybody takes care of business the way they should on paper, uh, that week seven game probably plays out for the conference title. And then the last one we'll talk about is the Grand River Conference, the 11-man one, not the eight-man one. Um, 
couple teams are undefeated in the conference. Milan and South Harrison are undefeated. Um, Milan's undefeated overall. South Harrison had that week one loss to East Buck, but they bounced back pretty nicely. Gallatin's had a couple of nice wins. Um, talk about the Grand River Conference. Uh, I think you mentioned it right out of the gates, Milan and South Harrison. It's kind of a two-team race between those guys right now. Uh, kind of like the KCI, I talked about that second tier. I think that's where kind of Gallatin and some of those other teams, the Princetons of the world, they kind of fall in there. Uh, good teams that are still a step away from being the, uh, the conference title contenders. Uh, South Harrison, Milan, whatever that game is, I don't have a schedule in front of me for those two schools. Whatever week that one's coming up, that's your game. Uh, that's going to be a huge, huge contest. Uh, like you mentioned, South Harrison lost a very close game to East Buchanan. People forget South Harrison was up late in that game. I think it was like seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. They were up by a score, uh, and then East Buck put two scores together down the stretch to come from behind and win that game. So South Harrison's every bit as good as, a, as an East Buchanan and, and some of those upper echelon KCI teams. Um, that's a really good football team. Uh, Milan, I haven't seen, but uh, I know what they had last year. I know what they, ha they have back talent-wise, and you add in a coach like Mark Cole and, and add in uh, his son as the quarterback, and Suddenly, you got a little bit of a, a dual threat guy back there that knows the systems. Um, that Matt, Milan South Harrison game is going to be a doozy. I think that they've kind of are have separated themselves as the class act of the GRC. And then, like I said, you got that next tier, the Gallatins, the Princetons of the world. Uh, I'm interested. I'll get to see Princeton next week. I have a lot of respect for what Coach Powell does and the the system he's brought up. Obviously, he's a Maryville guy coming back home to his alma mater at Princeton and kind of uh, I thought last year was a great year for them they graduated some talent and he's got them coming back around obviously they ran into a good mid-buck team early uh, since then they played a lot of good football here the last three weeks I think they're a team that could uh, maybe sneak into that top you know top two if something should happen uh, but they're probably in the three four area there with Gallatin and then you've got uh, again uh, some young teams the Maysvilles the Polos of the world are still kind of trying to find their way uh, over there on the eight man or the 11 man side. Well Chris um one um, last thing we're going to talk, um, do is um, anything you want to plug. Obviously, you know, you guys have a full slate on a 100.1 and on can. Lots of stuff going on. Run everything down. Yeah, okay. Uh, Monday through Thursday, we got our coaches' shows, usually at about 5.30. We do MEC on Monday, the KCI on Tuesday and Wednesdays, GRC on Thursdays. Uh, we talk uh, three different interviews uh, each week. I say MEC on Monday, by the way. We talk Stewartsville, Osborne on Mondays as well. Cameron, Savannah, and the Stewartsville, Osborne, just because they're right down the road. That's the one eight-man school we cover. Uh, then we got three KCI schools on Tuesday and Wednesday, three GRC schools on Thursdays. Every Friday, uh, starting at 5 o'clock, we have the Highway 36 Auto and Diesel Friday Night Football Live pregame show, uh, different interviews with media folks. You've been a guest on the show. Uh, a lot of the guys, uh, Chris Roush and Brandon Zinner and uh, Brett Atkinson from down the Clinton County Leader and uh, Seth Harold from over Trenton. Tons of people come on the show. Uh, we talk with them, kind of get their thoughts on the different conferences and matchups and all that kind of stuff. Uh, then we have a, a segment where we hear from the coaches about the like their scouting report of the upcoming games and then a pick'em segment. A lot of fun on that show. Uh, then the games at 7 o'clock this week, as you mentioned, uh, Plattsburgh at Lawson for us on Quick 100.1. Obviously, we've got the Cameron game over on KMRN each week. And then after the games, the Pettyjohn Auto Center end zone show with Eric Meisner. If you want scores and coach interviews, and uh, silly talking head uh, comments and stuff like that. That's the place to be. Uh, Mize does a great job kind of uh, facilitating that thing and making sure all the football info is out there before the end of the night. Now that we got district standings, that we'll be able to talk about all that type of stuff's in there because, like you said, we're, we're halfway through the season at the end of business on, on Friday night, and uh, at that point we can start looking towards districts a little bit and start talking seedings and matchups and all that stuff as we start on the backside. So uh, we're getting to the meat and potatoes of the season. It's a lot of fun, so you don't want to miss it. Uh, obviously, lots and lots of information there at the end 
end of the ball games on Friday nights. And uh, the coach interviews alone are, are worth it. It's a lot of fun. You can catch it on NorthwestPointInfo.com or on the dial. That show actually is on all four of our stations, uh, both in Cameron and our two stations up in Bethany. It's simulcast on all four of them. So you can't really escape the mice come 8, 9, 30, 10 o'clock on a Friday night. No, sir. No, sir. Well, Chris, I want to thank you so much for coming on again. You know, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, definitely check all those out on 100.1 Regional Radio KKWK if you're interested in those. And um, we'll talk to you soon, Chris. Sounds good, man. Thanks again for having me. Always a pleasure to have Chris Ward on the show. Thank you very much, Chris, for joining us here on the Cliff Notes podcast week five pregame show. That is it for segment two. On segment three, it is the eight-man segment, and boy, do we have a loaded segment. We go over the eight-man football poll. We got two top ten matchups in eight-man football. We have an interview with all four coaches. That's from North Shelby, North Andrew, Pattonsburg, and Stanberry. And we hear from the eight-man extraordinaires, Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane. That's on the next segment coming soon on the Cliff Notes Podcast, week five pregame show.